Did you hear the story about the book club? An organizer of a book club for teenage girls was told that students from the Toronto District School Board couldn't attend one of her events because it featured the author and lawyer Marie Hennon, whose memoir is Nothing But the Truth. Of course, Marie Hennon had defended Jean Gomeshi on sexual assault charges, and that was the reason apparently given for the reason that the students couldn't attend this. The school board says, well, no, it's all a misunderstanding. The TDSB putting out a statement saying, look, we're pausing, bringing in any external speakers as we try and figure out some kind of protocol for books and so on and so forth. Marie Hennon disagrees that it is a misunderstanding, says there's something else at play. She was on Toronto Today earlier this week. So the problem is our sense of what is correct. Uh, you know, morally and socially changes. And it should, it should evolve. But the way it evolves is by engaging in speech, even, you know, ideas that you do not agree with. It's awfully hard to challenge something when when you don't know what it stands for. Uh, So burying things and insulating people, particularly students, is completely wrongheaded. All of it also raises other questions about how we perceive defense lawyers? Are they somehow complicit in the alleged crimes of their clients? If they win in court, are they then accessories after the the fact in the shifting sands of public opinion? Carissima Carissima Mathen is a professor of constitutional and criminal law at the University of Ottawa and also the author of Courts Without Cases, The Law and Politics of Advisory Opinions. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed your op-ed in the Globe and Mail, and you you laid out what you say are the the two questions that defense lawyers often get, uh, one being, does it bother you defending people you know are guilty? And then the second one that you say is kind of a follow-up recently is, how can she defend him? Could you talk about those two questions for me? Absolutely. So the first question is the standard one, you know, because criminal lawyers defend people who are accused of crimes, often very heinous crimes, and there's a lot of outrage around that. And, of course, the state properly, they have a heavy burden before they can convict someone. We, we should hope that's the case. But when uh, people are acquitted in ways that, you know, society doesn't like, sometimes the question is put to the defense lawyers, how can you be a part of this? And uh, the late um, Eddie Greenspan, who's, of course, a very renowned criminal lawyer, said, well, if, if I defended crimes, maybe it would bother me, but I don't. I defend innocent people. Until they are actually proven guilty, there's no other person for me to defend. And that's such a foundational principle. Sometimes we, we just forget that it's there, but it really underscores the um, way that we, we are a society of law and we, we don't ascribe to justice by popular opinion or justice by the mob. And then, so that, I, I was disturbed by the, the, you know, stated, what seemed to be the rejection of the board of this book because of, um, the, you know, Marie Hennon's defense of John Gomeshi. That's what was reported. But then also, we can't divorce this from the fact that this is a sexual assault case, which is, you know, a very complicated area of criminal law. And Marie Hennon was a woman doing that job. And so when women perform these kinds of roles, there can also be the sense that they're somehow engaging in a betrayal. And so then the question becomes, how can she engage in this? And I I wanted to make the point that we want more women to enter the field of criminal defense. That's really important. And we shouldn't be setting 
extra expectations on them when they do that. They are also part of this tradition where you you have to advocate for your client. And, you know, this is a subtle point, but the the defense lawyer doesn't win if, if the person is acquitted. The state has lost. It's the state that has lost the case. And the defense lawyer is just there to ensure that all of our principles are adhered to. When we have a, a court trial, it's not supposed to be in the public. It's not supposed to be a public opinion. That's not what law is about. But tell me about the impact on a defense of public opinion. Well, you know, hope, of course, the um, we have the open court principle. So it's very important that we see what is going on. And that's partly it's to assure people that the justice system is working properly. And, of course, you know, the, the judge is there to ensure that uh, the jury is properly instructed. It's harder and harder, of course, to ensure that the jury is sort of kept apart from anything that's said in public. I mean, we don't normally sequester juries where they, we sort of hold them in a special place and they have no access to anything. But we, we have to instruct them uh, not to uh, pay attention to, to certain things that are being said in public about the case. But, of course, now we're in an age where the dissemination of information is so massive that, uh, you know, when public opinion becomes whipped up, there can be a concern that even in subtle ways that could influence uh, what happens what happens uh, in, in a trial. It's important to know that in the Gameshi case, there was no jury. It was a judge who, who decided that he had to be acquitted, and he explained that very particularly. But yes, you know, these are human beings involved in the trial. And so if we have, you know, uh, really reaching a, a judgment in advance, and, and that becomes settled public opinion, uh, we have to be really careful that that, that doesn't affect the integrity of the trial. Are, are you disturbed by what happened in terms of it being, well, we, you know, there's certain ideas we don't want presented to kids, or is it, to you, it is the fact that we this is a direct linkage between a defense lawyer and the alleged and acquitted uh, crimes of the client? It's more the second in that, as far as I'm aware, I have to admit, I have not had a chance to read the book, it's, it's not about the Gameshi case. It is about the experiences of this person who has achieved, you know, the heights of professional accomplishment in a, you know, traditionally male-dominated field, and her her background as an immigrant and how she came to this country, and and just it, it's it's really about her her personal journey. But the um, the board is assuming that the what what really stands out about her is that she she participated in this trial, and that sends somehow an awkward message. And that disturbed me because I think we do have to be very careful not to associate defense lawyers with their clients. And we have to be careful about the message that we are sending to, to young people, um, to girls and boys, about what it means to be a defense lawyer and uh, who, you know, who is worthy of some interest in our society. We, we shouldn't be, be uh, ranking people as somehow less, less worthy of, of uh, attention or that their book can be singled out because... It sends this problematic message. I don't think there's a problematic message in Marie Hennon's work. And, you know, her book, people can enjoy the book, not enjoy the book. But to say that it's somehow not appropriate, that to me raised a lot of troubling issues. Charisma, thank you so much for your time today. I truly enjoyed your op-ed. Thank you. Thank you very much. That is Charisma Mathen, who is a professor at the University of Ottawa.